Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program officially on the clocks. Delighted to have you guys. Podcast listeners, thanks for being part of Wendy Bell Radio. That's what you search wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Take us with you wherever you go. It's super easy. It sounds so nice and crisp. And we cut out all of the crosstalk and commercials. So it's really a nice tool to take with you to stay aware of the madness. And the madness, my friends, is very obvious if you're paying attention. If you know what you're looking for and I know that you do. I stumbled upon this. Brock sent this to me about 4, maybe 3.45 this morning, 4 o'clock. And it took everything I had to not reach through my computer and to strangle this guy on MSNBC who, for whatever reason, feels the need to create the panic porn that your children, with the resurgence of COVID, which do 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 don't you know it's coming, that your children are at risk. How many deaths is enough? How many is too many? And you're going to just get the whole playbook, right? The emotion. We're going to use peer-reviewed data, which is cited by malignant mainstream media sources. We're going to push this off on you, says MSNBC, because either we have a debt to pay with the regime, right? Or we just suck and we're corrupt. You decide at the end of it what you think. But this is the play, and we're going to spend a bit of time going over it. I think identifying the strategy once you have identified the strategy once you have heard and connected the the catchphrases right once you see with more clarity you can't unsee you can't unhear you can't unconnect what is so clearly the plan and the plan is to use your children as pawns in this dirty game to shut down again to institute mandatory vaccinations with obviously a populace that knows the vaccines don't work. They're neither safe nor effective. And lo and behold, we have information now that the CDC just on the cusp of this new variant and all of the danger that's going to come with it. They are no longer going to be covering and paying attention to adverse events in its V-Safe app, it's sort of like the vaccine adverse event reporting system, but this is the app itself. Yeah, we're not going to really, we're not collecting data anymore. Why ever would you do that? Because the data tell the story. 
that millions of people have suffered effects. Tens of millions if you extrapolate across the planet. And there's no denying that. Right? So here's the guy. His name is Mendy Hassan. Is he a doctor, Brock? I don't think he's a doctor. I think no, he's just a No, I think he's hack. just a hack. He's just a hack. And he's, uh, he's going to come out and he's going to tell you, you know, folks, this is a big deal. It's a really big deal. I've never worked harder on something more meaningful in my life than I have this. And he's going to set you up and try to tell you that, boy, oh, boy, your kids are in big danger. Watch out. Danger ahead. Bridge out. I need to warn you, he says, except it's all so clear. So let's get into this now. And this is all about kids and school and COVID. I think most of us, particularly those of us who are parents, who watched our children be forced to learn remotely because it wasn't safe. No matter how many times I got up with all the data that became increasingly harder for me to find on the CDC website for a reason, because it contradict their fear porn, right? All of us know the travesty, the chasm in terms of learning, the deficits, the children who now have serious emotional and psychological issues, the people who've slipped through the cracks, the zero students in how many different school districts that are able to read proficiently. It is perhaps the greatest failure so far of this decade and they want to bring it back. How do we know? Because of this MSNBC hack named Mendy Hassan, who says he knows better than you. And you better get ready. Here's audio soundbite one. Today, I want to address this thorny and very emotive issue of kids, schools and COVID, because we have seen a blatant and bad faith rewriting of history on this issue from a lot of people who should know better. And so I think this today, what you're about to watch, is one of the most important deep dives I've ever done on this show. Because the myths about children and COVID, that kids aren't really harmed by it, that school closures were a massive and avoidable mistake, that they cause learning loss and mental health issues, those myths, and they are myths, dangerous myths, have endured for so long, become so ingrained, so pervasive, that they're not just something Fox viewers believe. I'm sure many of you watching at home have sadly come to accept many of these myths as true. Myths? You think it's a myth that people can't read in the third grade? Mendy, you think that's a myth? That kids slip through the cracks psychologically, educationally, emotionally? You think that's a myth? You despicable hack. And that you're here, thank goodness, to ride in on that white horse. A symbol of virtue and valor and all that is truth and, and honesty in this world. My goodness, thank God we have you. He's about to spend several minutes lying to your face. The same way the government has lied to you for a couple years now. The same way Janet Yellen lied on national television, saying, in fact, no, 70% of Americans think their financial situation is going along swimmingly. Really? Because last I checked, 61% of us live paycheck to paycheck. 
and a staggering majority of American households do not have the means to cover a $1,000 emergency. Janet. So Mendy Hassan is going to then grease the skids for you. Let me tell you the actual truth. Let me give you the real data. Because I need to make you comfortable with this idea that kids are going to die. And that that's unacceptable. That they are vectors of disease, little petri dishes. And you need to be ready. Audio soundbite number two. So we need to reassert what the actual truth of the matter is, especially if we are to be prepared for the next pandemic when it inevitably comes. And especially if we are to protect and not abandon our kids right now as they return to school. The next pandemic when it inevitably comes. Who says it's inevitable? The last pandemic we had was in 1918. Okay, it's usually a once in a 100 year thing if we're going to be factual about it. Of course, you've got scumbags like Bill Gates modifying mosquitoes and working in Africa to help girls not become pregnant. And there's this global depopulation thing going on. Now, that's not going on. That is just, that's a conspiracy theory. Really? Let's proceed to audio soundbite number three. He's going to take us back in time. Let's go back three and a half years, shall we? To the beginning of COVID, which, if we're being honest, was created in a Wuhan laboratory. What? Was it really with our taxpayer dollars working in concert with the Communist Chinese Party? Because that made sense. Audio soundbite three. A chorus of voices flooded the zone, and not just on Fox. School should be open. If you look at children, children are almost, and I would almost say definitely, but almost immune from this disease. Are we seeing higher rates of serious illness in younger unvaccinated kids such that we should be thinking of them as more vulnerable. In fact, we're not. The risk of corona, fortunately for, for students, is incredibly low. Children are less likely to become infected and they are less likely to spread infection. You don't need to fear for your children's lives with, with COVID. It does because they're, thank God, relatively protected. The myth of kids' immunity. It wasn't true then. Oh, it's my not God. True now. And we actually knew it was false at the very beginning of the pandemic. Nobody said children were immune, you feckless hack. We knew because we paid attention to the data, the data that disproved your narrative that you're trying to resuscitate and drop on us again, Mendy. Who's paying you? What debt do you have to repay? Somebody got your green card? What's going on? Because you are lying and MSNBC is allowing it to happen. How dare you propagandists? The myth of childhood immunity. There is something that is robust. And it is our protection, our God-given protection when we get sick from things. But you guys tried to roll out a poison. And your FDA said it was safe for six-month-olds. When, of course, 
The data that we knew from the trial, phase one, showed that 1,223 people died in the first 10 weeks. Mendy. Where are those stats in his performance, do you imagine? Well, they are contrary to the narrative that you're going to need to roll up your sleeve again and again and again and again because the money gravy train isn't over yet. They've got more in plan for you. Field of Greens just got a wonderful uh, testimonial for somebody. He said, you know what? I just signed up with Field of Greens. Thank you so much. Got my promo code. Got the discount. This is great. 15% off to try something that I've told you about for several months now. It is a powder that is packed with a punch for your heart, your kidneys, your lungs, organs inside your body, your hair, your skin, your nails, your blood work. Why is this happening? You know, we're supposed to get a certain, under, a certain amount of fruits and vegetables every day. And if you're like I am and you don't have the ability to do so, taking a scoop in water, a field of greens and drinking it once or twice a day helps make up for that deficit. And this is whole organic fruit, whole organic vegetable, every single ingredient specifically chosen for a specific medical health benefit. And you're going to feel it. You're going to feel better. I have. I can tell you. Fieldofgreens.com, 15% off. Use my name, Wendy, at checkout. If you like so much, you want to subscribe, you're going to save an additional 10% off. Fieldofgreens.com. You know, Mendy's just kind of getting started right here. He's got a lot more to drop on you. And he's going to tell you, we've got studies. Oh, yeah, we've got studies that show kids are in danger. Where do you think those studies are from, friends? I'm going to let you chew on that. Okay, China, next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So MSNBC has this Mendy Hassan guy on. He's got a show. He's dropping something very serious. Biggest report I've ever done. I've never worked on anything more passionately or felt more passionate about this. It's about kids. It's about kids in COVID. It's about kids dying from COVID. How many kids is enough kids? He's about to get a little maniacal on it. But of course, along the way, we can systemically and systematically break down his BS with actual facts and science and data, which doesn't add up to the BS that he's saying. He continues here. You know, there are peer reviewed science, there's peer reviewed science out there that says something very specific. Okay, kids get sick and they die and we need to protect them. Let's roll audio soundbite four. Just days before Elon Musk was tweeting that kids are essentially immune, peer-reviewed research of 2,000 infected children in China showed the opposite. In that survey, 125 kids, nearly 6%, developed very serious illness. One died. The evidence was there that kids were at risk, so why don't we take that risk more seriously? Oh my gosh, we're going to use a peer-reviewed study. By the way, peer-reviewed is code for don't trust it anymore because they've molested and bastardized science. I don't believe anything anymore. I don't believe anything anymore. And when your peer-reviewed science is coming from freaking China, you know the same China that told us it came from a market where a bat pooped in somebody's cup and then soup was eaten and they got infected and then all of a sudden they kissed, a, you know, somebody else and poof. Ladies and gentlemen, we had a global pandemic. 
It was unbelievable. I mean, don't worry that that level two security biosafety lab like right over there in Wuhan was doing gain of function research with our money that Dr. Fauci lied about. Oh, my gosh. Right. We should listen to this science. It's coming out of China. It's got to be good. The only thing that's going to make it better is if you're going to quote like the New York Times and the BBC and USA Today and CNN. Oh, wait. Uh, Yeah, it's probably going to happen like now. Audio soundbite five. As the anti-school closure keyboard warriors typed on from their own virtual workplaces, actual frontline workers and responders in the pandemic were sounding the alarm. As schools were reopened and the Delta and Omicron waves swamped America, children's hospital wards filled up with record numbers of patients and more kids were dying. That's factually incorrect. (laughs) Where are the freaking fact checkers? Where this deserves a little bit of um, context. Okay, because that's total BS, Mendy, and you know that. How many times do we have to go back through the video from Italy that shows all of the people packed in there? How many times do we have to show you the BS video that was taken totally out of context from from things that weren't even COVID related? What? And you want to quote all these sources that are mainstream media hack sources as Hacky McHackmore, as MSNBC itself, as proof that one child died in China, guys. One child. Isn't one enough? One's enough. You monsters. I mean, it's totally ridiculous. I mean, we're not supposed to be laughing at this, Brock. D- does he have pearls on? Because he'd be clutching them right Oh, my now. gosh. And then comes the panic porn, okay? Because you got to go into this. Got to go into the numbers. Oh, my gosh. They said people died. Children died. Imagine if it was your child. Go. Hospitalization rates for children at the peak of the Omicron wave were four times higher than at the peak of Delta. Throughout all this, many kids who were infected but lived contracted rare and dangerous inflammatory conditions. Many more developed long COVID symptoms despite being otherwise healthy. And yes, many died. The CDC estimates that COVID has killed between 1,700 and 2,300 kids in the U.S. Well, how many kids have been killed by the vaccine, Mendy? Because that seems like a a logical follow-up for you if you didn't suck. And what about the lifetime, you know, Things that they caught from the vaccine, like uh, myocarditis. Well, let's talk about some of these numbers. So 2,300 people, the CDC reports, 2,300 children died because of COVID, he said. Well, that's not really the numbers that we have. And we did our own fact checking. Do not go anywhere as we continue to debunk the push for you to freak out and be scared now. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Oh boy, the devil inside. Too many to count. So as we left you in the last half hour, we were playing clips from MSNBC's heart beating. Oh my gosh, we've got something very big to drop on you. Mendy Hassan, one of their show guys, he's like, oh, this is the biggest, most important thing I've ever worked on. And it's about your kids and it's about COVID. And it's like the myth of shutting down school. That wasn't bad for them, but that was safe because so many kids are dying and so many kids got sick. And that's factually incorrect. 
And I'm so tired of having to repeatedly go over the actual numbers because we have them. So Mendy Hassan in the last audio soundbite we heard, and there are a few more for us to, to vomit through, which is just so obnoxious. He says that the CDC claims that is anywhere between 1,700 and 2,300 kids in the United States died because of COVID. All right. Now, look, they want you to say that's not a big number. And then they can say, oh, so you don't care about children? Meanwhile, what do we know about people who died from COVID-19 from because of not with not people who crashed into a tree not somebody who jumped off a bridge and when they found their body in the coroner tested them oh my gosh they had COVID not somebody right who died from a gunshot wound and happened to have COVID but someone who was sick because of that virus how many people actually died we will never know because they bastardized the numbers from the beginning and that was the plan we've got to gin up the numbers we got to crank them up this is why coroner's offices were told for the first time ever to put covid as the leading cause of death if covid is found in a dead person's remains why would you do that because you want to scare the liver out of people and make them feel like oh my gosh If it could happen to them, it could happen to me. I've got to get that vaccine. I've got to get that booster. I have to wear a mask. When in reality, we all know what was going on. This is the part where this gets really weird. Because he says 1,700 to 2,300 kids died in the U.S. 95% of the deaths related to COVID involved people who were sick involved people who were obese involved people who were unhealthy in fact 95 percent of the covid deaths involved people who had an average of four comorbidities diabetes heart disease you name it 95% these aren't healthy people in high school playing a soccer game collapsing and dying on the pitch that's what's happening after the vaccine rollout that's the story they don't want to cover because they want to dip back into the well of money making and tyranny and dictatorial emergency orders and powers and control in audio soundbite number seven is that where we are brock i think that's where we are it is this is where you know this guy mendy hassan from msnbc is nothing but a two-bit two-bit hack go The COVID contrarians, the folks who try and push back against the idea that COVID was a huge threat, that stronger mitigation measures were needed, especially the conservatives among them, have their ready response. That's not that many deaths. And sure, look, 
That is a small number compared to 1,138,000 Americans lost to COVID in total. But here's why everyone gets this completely wrong. You don't compare kids' deaths from COVID to adult deaths from COVID. You compare kid deaths from COVID to kid deaths from other causes, other illnesses and diseases. And when you do that, you see just how deadly COVID has been for young people in this country. A University of Oxford study found that it was the leading underlying cause of death from infectious disease for kids and the number eight cause of death (laughs) for kids overall. Ah, well, in fact, that's wild, Mendy, that you should say that. Because you've got a lot of qualifiers in there. The leading underlying cause of death with kids who are sick. Underlying cause. It's not the car accident. It wasn't the firearm. It wasn't the suicide. It wasn't the obesity. It was COVID. That's what that Oxford University study from January wants you to believe. But if you do even a cursory dive into what actually is the greatest threat to our children, number one now, firearm-related injuries. Firearms, 100%. I will reiterate, I've never known a gun to kill anyone. It's a people problem, ladies and gentlemen. Number two, motor vehicle accidents. Number three, drug overdoses and poisonings. Number four, suffocation. Number five, congenital anomalies. Number six, drowning. Seven, heart disease. Eight, fire or burns. Nine, chronic respiratory disease. And well below that... COVID-19. But that's not going to stop Mendy Hassan from playing the sympathy card here. We're going to tell you about some kids, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to tell you about some kids who died and they didn't have to die. I'm not going to tell you about their underlying medical conditions. I'm not going to tell you about their autoimmune problems, their asthma, their morbid obesity. I'm not going to tell you about their congenital issues. I'm not going to tell you about their diabetes and heart issues. I'm just going to tell you that they died from COVID so that you hurry up and get vaccinated and get your kids vaccinated too because it's coming back. Audio soundbite nine. By the way, to those who say a few thousand dead kids isn't that many, how many would be too many? Put a number on it. I think the then CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, said it best to a Republican senator back in 2021. I think we fall into this um, flawed thinking of saying that only 400 of these 600,000 deaths from COVID-19 have been in children. Um, Children are not supposed to die. Children are not supposed to die. Then why did you guys go over there and create a virus and try to make it more lethal in human beings and then lie about it and then unleash it on the world? I mean, if children aren't supposed to die and nobody's supposed to die, then why aren't we calling a spade a spade and saying Anthony Fauci should be investigated? Why aren't we getting that Peter Daszak from EcoHealth Alliance or Ralph Barrick from UNC Chapel Hill? Why aren't they being hauled in front of Congress? Why aren't they being criminally prosecuted for having their fingerprints all over a freaking virus? that oh, it's so amazing that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation knew about months before it happened because they did a preparedness drill in October of 2019. It's almost like they needed this to get the election stolen. So weird.
That's just me. That's just me and my conspiracy theory stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the three kids. Oh, Teresa Sperry, Jakaria Graham, Clarence, Johnson. They ought not have died. I agree. Nobody should die because their government is corrupt. Nobody should die because the leader of the National Institutes of Allergies and Infectious Diseases and the head of the NIH are corrupt and making money off of a vaccine. Nobody should die because the CDC and the FDA collude and lie to them to tell them that the vaccine was safe and effective. Now this is Audio Soundbite 9. Ten-year-old Teresa Sperry of Suffolk, Virginia, was her fifth-grade class nurse. She hoped to be a teacher. She was not supposed to die. Neither was Jokeria Graham of Lake City, Florida, a 17-year-old high school senior who dreamed of becoming a surgeon. She was not supposed to die. Nor was Clarence Trey Johnson. He dreamed of being a rapper, but he passed away just weeks after starting eighth grade in Oklahoma City. They were all just kids. None of them was supposed to die. Oh, and when you hear conservatives in particular saying, well, the kids who died from COVID, they all had comorbidities. They were all unhealthy. A, that's not true. And B, we're supposed to be okay now with kids dying from COVID because they have asthma. Oh, my. And here is where it took every fiber of my being to not jump through the screen and choke his little pencil neck. How dare you use panic porn? to push the normalizing of another lockdown, to push what will undoubtedly be a frantic pants on fire call to keep kids from home or keep kids from school, keep them home. They're gonna kill people, vectors of disease. Remember that was debunked. And I should say to you, we did a little digging into 10 year old Teresa Sperry and to 17-year-old Jakaria Graham, and a 13-year-old Clarence Trey Johnson. Why wouldn't Mendy Hassan talk about those underlying conditions that he just debunked? Because they had them. Obesity, diabetes, heart issues, asthma, congenital problems, and he used them to scare you into rolling up your child's sleeve. Here's audio soundbite number 10. But the thing is that the precautions we took to protect kids and close schools wasn't just about the kids. It was about protecting everyone. Kids didn't get infected in a vacuum. Even when they had no COVID symptoms, they could pass the coronavirus to other friends and family who were more vulnerable. And they did pass it on. Multiple studies over the past three years have shown again and again that kids can be vectors for COVID. They can get it and pass it on. Just this summer, a study of nearly 200,000 families here in the U.S. over three years estimated that 70 percent of cases where COVID spread through a household started with a child in that home. Wow. You're quoting things that are so dangerous and you are lying to people's faces mendy hassan you know i actually just crunched the most recent numbers and i'm going to bring it to you i'm going to tell you how many people actually did die who are school-aged children so when they come to you because it's coming so when they come to you and they tell you that you must 
You will have the tools in your hands, in your mind, to do what you need to do. And that is to resist the insanity, which is a last gasp effort to put a nail, the final nail in the coffin of the United States of America. Oh, hell no. Disk Institute of Pittsburgh, Dr. Richard Rafferty, he told me, and I could not believe it, that by the time we are 80 years old, (laughs) that the eight and 10 of us, eight and 10 of us will have some kind of back or spine issue, whether it be spinal stenosis, sciatica, degenerative disc disease, all of it equals ow, and it makes life painful. But did you know that you might not need surgery? In fact, you could be a candidate for a 98% successful non-surgical procedure called intradisc neutrosis. Dr. Rafferty is the guy who does it. This is why people fly in from all over the country to see him, to get back on their feet, get back in the game, and back into charge of their lives. 412-906-9600, pittsburghdiscinstitute.com. Call today, ask about your possibility of being part of the Disc Institute family. It is amazing, 10,000 patients strong. All right, quick time out when we come back. I just want to give you this one number. How many, what is the percentage? How survivable was COVID? All of those variations, right? How survivable for children? Because it totally destroys everything that that hack MSNBC dude just told you. And you need to know the truth. We've got it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, so you're going to hear, you're going to hear more and more of these voices. They're going to start, as they just did with Mendy Hassan. They're going to have some emotional connection to you. Children, you just got to keep your kids safe. Because they know that mom instinct in you particularly you moms, you would lay down your life for your child. This is not to say dads aren't connected. But the maternal protective mechanism is undeniable. And they're going after that emotional connection to make money, to stay in control to cancel an election, to eliminate Donald Trump, to take out MAGA, and to destroy one of the last vestiges of freedom on planet Earth. And you might say to yourself, wow, that's, uh, that's, a, big, uh, that's a big leap. But you know that it's not. Because you've already gone through it. And they think you are too stupid and you will be too scared and you will fall for the same stupid playbook again. He said between 1,700 and 2,300 children died because of COVID, said the CDC, factually incorrect. But if we are going to use those numbers just because, let's identify how many millions of children there are in the United States. I'm going to just do school age children. I'm going to give the CDC and Mendy Hassan from MSNBC the benefit of the doubt. I shouldn't, but I'm going to. And I'm going to use just the number of school-aged kids, which means I'll go three 
to 17. There are some three-year-olds. Zero to three is out. Actually, we're going to go four to 17. So the preschool, preschool, no. And the 18-year-olds, I'm also going to carve out. We're going to presume they're done. Okay, they've graduated. There are 53 million, 912, 474 school-age kids in these United States. 2,300 kids, if we're going to use the high end of that, okay? 95% of all fatalities, according to the CDC, involve people with an average of four comorbidities. That means... If we use the 2,300 number of kids died from COVID, 115 actually died because of that virus without underlying health problems. 115. Is one too many? Yes, I agree. Because if that one was one of mine, I would never be able to stand up again. It is what it is, but let's do the math. What does the fatality rate then become? Point zero 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 eight percent. Point zero 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 eight percent. Meaning, if your child gets COVID again, even though they have robust antibodies, because at this point we're all going to kind of roll the dice and say we've gotten it, we've had it. Some people, if you've been vaccinated, have gotten it a second time, and the second time was worse than the first time. I've heard that from multiple people, even in my own family, right? If your child tests positive for COVID, if you're still testing, because really, why? They have a 99.998% chance of survival. That is the bottom line math Mendy Hassan does not want to share with you. Instead, he wants to show you pictures of beautiful children. He wants to share heart-tugging stories that they didn't need to die. Shouldn't they be here? He's going to twist and manipulate the science and the data and tell you because of hack peer-reviewed quote-unquote science that you cannot trust, that children are petri dishes, that they spread this virus like wildfire because they want your kids home. Now, you have a decision to make. You know better, and they know that you know better. But they're not banking on the pushback. The same way Joe Biden and the regime are not banking on the black vote going against them. They're not banking on people being awake and aware and angry and broke and bankrupt, penniless without optimism for tomorrow. That is your modern Democratic Party. You have them to thank for that. Do not go anywhere. Our number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program is on tap, and we've got a lot to discuss. I've got a shocking, and it is shocking, bit of information to drop on you regarding pregnant women. It's very disturbing. But you need to know. And it is next. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program is next.